0: West Houston Christian Center, Tuesday night, church. It's a little different. I'm here, Jonathan's here, but you're at home. And uh, you know, we're still gonna have church. What is church? Well, it's God's loving us uh, beyond measure. And uh, you know, we're gonna open his word tonight. I pray you've got your Bible, maybe got a, a pen. You know, every time that God's Word is opened, He's trying to get something to us, not not get from us. He's trying to get something to us, and so I'm going to pray in a minute, and I'm going to believe that God's Word is going to touch you tonight and give you direction, give you comfort, going to lift you up, and is going to answer maybe those questions that... uh, uh, you've been been asking, but uh, uh, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this evening, for this uh, Tuesday night church. Lord, we just lift up your name. Lord, your word said in Deuteronomy that your word never returns void. It always accomplishes what it's sent forth to do. So Lord, we're believing tonight that your word is going to do exactly what you desire to do tonight And we're going to be sure and give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I know it's usually uh, Pastor Jack C. that's here on Tuesday night, but you know he and Pastor Michelle, they're able to have gone away for a couple of days and seeking God, even now, uh, seeking God for the church. Uh, You have pastors that are praying for you daily and not only praying for you now, but just praying, what is God's will? What does God desire to do in us, through us, and for us in the times that we're living in right now? You know, God's got an answer. This pandemic didn't surprise God. Uh, but So we're the same yesterday, today, and forever, just like He said in His Word. But I want you to uh, share some Scripture with you tonight. First one is John 3.16, probably the most well-known scripture that there's ever been, but what a I want us to just comprehend tonight what God is, is saying to us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, because there was such a God kind of love, he loved the world. But to really reveal that love, he said he sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So God's love towards us is that we would have abundant life, an everlasting eternal life beginning here in the earth. Can you imagine uh, that God is love? Can you imagine in the uh, Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, the love of God was manifested towards Adam and Eve. He loved them so much they lacked for nothing. They lacked for nothing. Their bodies were perfect. The atmosphere was perfect. Food, vegetation, animals, everything was perfect. Because it was encompassed in God. God came down in the cool of the evening to fellowship. Or another way to say that was, God so loved his creation that he said, I just want to be with them. And He said he came down in the cool of the evening to fellowship with Adam and Eve. No sin, total love was just abounding. And in the first two chapters of Genesis, we see that love. But then here comes chapter 3. And it was the greatest dagger in the heart of God. The greatest dagger, probably the greatest pain, Satan inflicted into the love of God. Because Adam and Eve, these creatures raised in love, covered in love, surrounded by love, Satan, and he knew what his plan was all along, to destroy the one thing that was the closest to God's heart, to separate them from knowing the love of God. And we know the story how he tricked how he tricked uh, uh, Eve and Adam both. And when love was spoiled, I guess that's a good way to say it. When love was spoiled, Adam and Eve knew and felt not God's love, but their love for God. Sin doesn't stop God from loving us, praise God. But sin causes us, it affects our love towards God because there's condemnation and there's guilt now. And so once they had sinned, it says they, and they were naked because they didn't need clothes, and it said they hid themselves because they had lost their love for God. <laughs> God still loves them. Hallelujah. I don't care what we do. I don't care if we're hiding. God still loves us. But but God's love is reciprocal in that if we don't love... God loves us automatically. But Adam and Eve hid themselves and God came down and I know He felt. he felt it because he was not receiving man's love anymore. And he had to ask where are you? And they came out from behind the bush and they said, well, we hid ourselves. When we hide ourselves, we've lost our love for the Lord. Hallelujah. So everything was created for God so loved the world. So, man's love for God was spoiled. God's love is the same. He, his love for us is always the same. We're not talking about God's love towards us. We're talking about our love towards God. For when we sin, we, we see our nakedness and that condemnation and guilt comes in. And so now... There's a separation, so the place of love, which was the garden, man is now expelled from it, or we could say divorced from it, and God puts cherubims with swords over that place because, oh man, God, man cannot come back in to the love of God when they don't know the love of God. They've lost, they lost their love for God because sin and condemnation and guilt, that's what the devil loves for us to do. He knows he cannot stop the love of God. In, in your life, God loves you. I don't care where you've been, what you've done, who you cussed out. God loves you. But what's happening is when we sin it causes us to not understand and know that, that we love God. So the scripture says, for God so loved the world. I just want us to get a picture of this. So God so loved the world, He's going. how is he going to get this love relationship back into focus? For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Wow, so we're dealing with the love factor. Amen? John 10.10. Just a few pages over. John 10.10. We need to get a picture of what the world was like after Genesis chapter 3. All the rules and all the laws uh, in the Old Testament, God setting up a place for people to, to know God, but they loved him through their senses. And I truly believe that God wanted the love affair that he had in Genesis 1 and 2 with Adam and Eve because of John 3, 16 for God so loved the world he now wants that love relationship with the world and he said to enjoy this love relationship my relationship to you and so that you might have that love relation back to God Jesus Christ came and died wow can you see that? And then we have John ten ten, Thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. So we, we, the devil's been, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His plan in the garden is the same plan that he had then and the same plan he has for your life today. Steal, kill, and destroy. And it might be property, it might be lives, but really what it's all about is affecting your love for God. But Jesus said, okay, the thief cometh. But then Jesus said, I am come. Hallelujah. I am come <clears throat> that you might have life <coughs> and life more abundantly. So, hallelujah. See, that the life that we have Is because we know that God so loved us and now I understand (coughs) that Jesus came that I might have life. Well, how, how do I have life now? Because Jesus took care of the sin question. Jesus came and took care of the sin question. Because see, when sin rules our life we're separated God still loves me but my love back to him because I'm a sin I'm unrighteous. That's a good way to say it. I'm unrighteous. (coughs) So Jesus came and did something for us. Now we understand the life of jesus, the the the, the thirty three years approximately, the three and a half years of of ministry and as told us in the the Gospels. But something happened at the cross that makes us see how much God loved you and me, that it took Jesus to die on a cross. And the Bible says that all sin, sickness, and disease was placed on Jesus, that His blood was shed for the remission or for the eradication of our sin. So here's the love factor. Here's the love factor. It pleased God, the Bible said. Boy, I remember the first time I read that, about Jesus dying on the cross and everything, and it said it pleased God. I had a hard time wrapping my brain around, well, Lord, how how could that please you to see your son, your begotten son, die on the cross? Well, it pleased God because the love factor from God to man and now from man back to God is going to be complete. Are you catching a hold of this? See, the two greatest commandments are to love the Lord our God with your mind, heart, and soul, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. The same love that God has for me is shed abroad in our hearts that I can love my neighbor like I love God. So so Jesus, (laughs) going to the cross... The Bible says everything, he took all of my sin and all of your sin, past, present, and future. See, there had to be a place, there had to something had to happen to sin. And when we oh gee, first John. First John one. It says, if we confess our sins, wow. You mean I got to confess it? I remember one time I, I was dealing with a sin in my life and, and uh, I'd just say, well, Lord, I ask for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness and I'd, I'd go about my business and uh, it'd come back on me and I'd say, Lord, I asked for your forgiveness. And, you know, the Lord loves us so much and the Lord said, what is, what is that sin? I said, well, you know. And, he, and, and I said, you know, Lord, I, I asked for forgiveness. He said, no, no, what, what is it? You tell me what it is. It. I said, well, I said I, you know, Lord, I, I, it was, I didn't want to tell him what it was. He knew. I didn't want to tell him what it was. I just said, Lord, you know, you, you, you know all things. He said, no, I want you to tell me what your sin is. And it, it was hard for me to say it. But see, he knew I'm, I'm, I'm in bondage now. I'm not confessing my sin. I'm kind of covering it up because I don't want to. I don't want to confess it. See, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And he said, "I want you to tell me what your sin is." And I didn't want to, but I backed up and I yelled it out what my sin was. And when I did, it was like it was written across the sky. It was it was ugly. And it was written across the sky, and I felt so embarrassed and so ashamed. But as soon as it was written across the sky, all of a sudden, this beautiful, I'm going to call it a cloud, evaporated it. And it was no longer written in the sky. It was gone. Hallelujah. If we confess our sins... Now see, if we confess our sins, well, where did this start? Well, it started in the garden. And then it started in, in John, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him would not perish but have everlasting life. It started there, and now it comes to, to 1 John, and it said, if we confess our sins, this is what it's all about. Here's where, here's where the love relationship is, is, is bound if we confess our sins out loud. Maybe sometimes it's just so you can hear what it is. Lord, I confess my sins. Boy, look at what happens. If we, this is what the Word says. If we confess our sins, He, God, He's bound He's bound to forgive us our sins because we have confessed our sins. Because the whole whole deal with Jesus coming to the earth and dying on the cross, being raised from the dead, is for this right here. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're listening to this right now, I just just pray it's, it's getting down into your belly. Sin, without repentance and without forgiveness, God loves you but it's affecting your love towards God. So that's why we come to John 1. If we confess our sins, God, oh, see, he's looking for this. For God so loved the world, he loved us so much, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. See, this is hard to... (laughs) I don't care what what you've done, where you've been, who you said stuff to. He is faithful and just to forgive us whatever that sin is, folks. Any sin that you've ever committed, God knew about it. God knows about it. And to get rid of it so that it's eradicated, all you have to do is say, Father, forgive me. I confess, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da 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 whatever it is. I confess. And boy, the love of God dwells up inside of us. And see, now I know I have fellowship and communion with God. I'm cleansed because I've asked God to forgive me. See, a lot of people don't go to God and ask forgiveness because they say, well, God's mad at me. God's angry with me. He's not happy with me. God loves you. He's he's always loved you. He will continue to love you. But your life is bound up in your loving God. And, what, and how that comes to be is we ask God to forgive us. What, hallelujah. You know, I like, I like 1 Corinthians 6. Our old life, we were all unrighteous. God loved us when we were unrighteous. God loves the unrighteous person but we were all unrighteous at one time and we were all living to ourselves. We were all living, uh, we were loving ourselves and we were living without God. We, he still loved us, but we didn't know how to love him or we even knew how to love people. We were living our lives just like we wanted to, but in 1 Corinthians 10 or 1 Corinthians 6, he says, and such were some of you. See, this, 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 is, this is how we used to be in our, in our sin, living in our sin and doing all the stuff that we did, sinning and, and carousing and sexual immorality and lying and cheating and drunkenness and all those things. It says, and such were some of you. Paul's talking to a church and he's looking out at the church and he's saying, Boy, all of y'all were unrighteous, but three things have happened to you. Three things have happened to you. Number one, you got born again. And when you got born again, you got washed, you got baptized. You you got baptized in water to wash off that old man. Say, we've been washed. Then it says we've been sanctified. We've been set apart. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We've been sanctified, set apart. The third thing it says is, and this will get you, you've been justified by the blood of the Lamb. When Jesus went to the cross and did all that he did, And when we accept that, receive Him as Savior, ask Him to forgive us of our sins, then it says we are justified, which has the meaning just as if it never happened. See, the love of God does that. See, the the love of man, you know, the love that man has for man sometimes we don't forget people's sins ah we love them but yeah i remember what you did to me yeah i remember how you acted towards me yeah i remember this but see we're not we're we're talking about god's love and god said you're washed you're sanctified and you're justified just as if It never happened. God's love did that. Now, get a hold of this. Because now the relationship between you and God and me and God, and when I've asked God to forgive me of my sin, then my love is the same kind of love, the agape kind of love that God has for me. I now have that for God and I also have that for others. And now all of a sudden, that person that wronged me, that person that did something terrible to me, that agape love from God to me because I've confessed my sins, I'm now to love that person with the same love that God loves me. I just want you to consider right now, Making sure you've asked God to forgive you of your sins. And you know, sometimes you've got someone, maybe you can't forgive, but I, I just want to give you a little hint right now. If you'll ask God to forgive you of your sins, you're going to sense the truth that God love for you. See, forgiveness... See, if we don't forgive others of their sins, God said, I can't forgive you of your sin. So I've got to do something with that forgiveness. I've got to forgive people because if I don't forgive them, God said, I love you so much, Jack, but I can't forgive you if you don't forgive them. And so in my life, when I got to that place where I was able to forgive people, hurt, I mean, I... I didn't know if I could ever forgive people. But I said, no, Lord, I want your forgiveness. So I'm going to have to forgive. And I asked God to help me. Help me, Lord, with my unforgiveness. Help me to be able to forgive them. And I I was able to do that. And you know what happened? I truly understood the forgiveness that God has towards me because he was allowing me and helping me where I could forgive other people. Get the unforgiveness out of your life. The whole Bible, the whole gospel, the whole creation of the universe comes down to this between you and God and and everything. I came that you would have life. How are you going to have that life? You're going to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He loves you. And you're going to turn to Him and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. And you're going to sense the presence of God in a way you've never felt it before. Hallelujah. You know, this is an exhaustive subject, the agape kind of love. You know, God's love is, there's no limits to it. There's no boundaries to it. Life with God... God's life and God's family. And that's all God has ever wanted is a family that he can love and in return, love him. And right in the middle of that is Jesus Christ. And it said we can have that life if we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and ask him to forgive us of our sins. I pray I pray if you hadn't done it already, you're going to do it. I I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't the word exciting? Father, we praise you and we thank you for loving us beyond measure. No limits, no boundaries, Lord. And Father, I thank you that the same love you have towards me, Lord, it's instilled in me. It's, It's in me, Lord, the love of God. And so, Father, I know that I'm able to love others because I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Oh, Heavenly Father, I praise you and we thank you for that, Lord. I receive it by faith and I give you praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I pray you've made that, uh, you've made that confession today. And uh, you're going to see John 10, 10 said, I came that you'd have life. He wants you to have an abundant life, even more than abundant life. Amen. God bless you.